Welcome back to the Chronicles of Critics. I'm your host, Caleb, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Connor and Andy. We are on a mission to find the best movie of all time, based on the average Joe's perspective. We will be reviewing and rating some of the world's most beloved movies on a scale of 1 to 100, based on the metrics of entertainment, education, and influence, to find out which is truly the best film of all time. I could sit through any insurance seminar, any podcast episode of Chronicles of Critics, for days with a big old smile on my face. And they'll ask me, how can you stand it? And I'll say, I've been with Dell Griffith. I can handle <laughs> anything. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back. Oh, here we are. Welcome to <laughs> the show, where if you haven't guessed already, if you don't know, we're talking about Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, the quintessential... Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movie. movie. Yeah. Yes, Is it really the one. quintessential Thanksgiving yeah. movie if there's only two of them? What's the other one? Charlie Brown? Charlie yeah, Brown. that's pretty oh, much come it. On. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. It's, well, a, it's a genre that nobody's hit. You're right. Man, maybe we need to tap this market, man. There's yeah. a... Start unta- pumping out Thanksgiving movies? <laughs> yeah. We'd be... Oh, man, that's it. That's our, that's our niche. Oh, yeah. We're here for it. And not just... Your usual hosts, Connor and Andy and myself, but Diego is our guest star, a friend of ours who loves this movie, is going to sit in with us as well to give his scores. Say hi, Diego. Hey, guys. I don't know if I love this movie, but it's definitely a fun one to watch. (laughs) (laughs) You love it. You know you do. You know what? I I do. This this (laughs) marks the first time that we're bringing on someone as a guest star that's not like obsessed about the movie we're... Ooh, yeah, usually yeah. we do try and get like because it was Miriam, your sister, that was obsessed with Nightmare, mm-hmm. and then it was I don't remember that guy's Woody. name because I was sick that episode. Woody. All right. <laughs> so tonight, as we're talking about planes, trains, which by the way, I always want to call it trains, planes, and automobiles. Do you guys struggle with that? I, I always say trains, but it's planes, trains, right? Like that's the first PTA. PTA. Planes, trains, automobiles. Planes, trains, trains, automobiles. Yeah. I don't know. I think I do that too. I feel like I typed it into Google one time and I was like, trains, planes, and automobiles. And it still brought up the same thing. So I don't know. What's the real, what is the real like title (laughs) of this movie, guys? Do we really know what the real title is? PTA. PTA. Yep. All right. (laughs) Parent teacher. Association. Association. <laughs> <laughs> what does Gigi call it? She calls it planes, trains, and boats, right? And boats. <laughs> yeah. No boats, Gigi. <laughs> well, uh, I guess as we're kicking off the episode, let's just start off with our likes and dislikes, things that we enjoyed about the movie, um, and just a general discussion that maybe doesn't fit directly into our categories, but things that you want to get said. So who wants to kick us off? Diego, do you have any random thoughts about this movie? Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like this movie was a, a romance movie. It was like a romantic comedy. Yeah, between like, two men. Yeah, right. <laughs> 100%. Rom-com. Like, it's a rom-com heist movie. Actually. It was. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did a little Googling. You know, I don't know how accurate this is, but I feel like what I learned is that the ro- romantic comedy genre was uh, more prevalent in the 90s and early 2000s. 
And so this this could be the first or like the quintessential romantic comedy movie because it's 1987. Ooh. So this is the one that birthed the rest of them. And do you know who actually was like created a ton of romantic comedies in the 90s and early 2000s? Tom Hanks? John Hughes. John Hughes? Oh. <laughs> yeah, the same director, Tom Hanks. You're not wrong, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. it was, I mean, oh. you have a contrived plot where they, you know, the two two characters meet, they hate each other, they have to, they're forced on a journey together, and then they kind of, you know, they break up a little bit, and then they <laughs> they make up, and then at the end, you know, I don't know. I, they're walking I always down thought that, that was like together, the, the, those are like the, the buddy the buddy movies. Like, there's a lot of buddy cop movies. Um, I call them buddy movies. I don't know about <laughs> buddy movies. Yeah. But it was a little bit more than that. You know, they, were, they had a spark, you know? True. Yeah. That's so funny. Where's your hand? My hand's between the two pillows. Mm. <laughs> Those uh, aren't pillows. Those, Those aren't, aren't pillows. pillows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, speaking of, like, these two characters are kind of at odds at the beginning, whose side are you on when it comes to, like, them fighting and Dell being kind of, Inconsiderate, Neil being kind of uptight. Like, whose side are you on? Are you um, more like inclined to think, oh, uh, Steve Martin, Neil is he's uh, definitely entitled to be angry at this guy. Yeah. Or yeah. do you feel like he's a little too harsh? Like, where do you guys fall on this? I well, I'm more introverted, so I can relate with Steve Martin um, a lot more. So I would want to be. <laughs> I just want. I would want him to leave me alone so I can just get on my day, you know, get along with my day and just get home for Thanksgiving. And so I, I, I guess I would more parallel with his harshness mm. towards Dell, but, um, you know, there's that compassion that comes in later once he actually gets to know him. And I think that's realistic. See, I think it depends on which part of the movie you're looking at. If you're looking at the first act, I mean, I'm on Steve Martin's side, hands down. Like, this Del Griffith guy stole his taxi, mm-hmm. all right? <laughs> he made him lose his uh, taxi to Kevin Bacon because, if you remember, he's running. Oh, and yeah, he trips, trips over, over the, trunk. The, the trunk, man. Freaking Kevin Bacon stealing yeah. the taxi, all right? And then, I mean, and then he's the worst. He spills beer on Steve Martin's side of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he's the worst. But then, as you go later on in the second and third act, I mean, you're totally on Del Griffith's side because he redeems himself. He, you know, he doesn't run him over when he falls on the ground. He saves him in multiple different instances doesn't and actually him over. helps him out. Wow, what then- a guy! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because Gigi, your wife, is totally on uh, Del Gr- Griffith's on, side. On Del's John side. Candy, man, she's really? like, oh. Steve Martin is the worst. He's so rude. I'll punch him in the face. Her exact words were like, I could take that guy in a fight. I would would fight him right now. (laughs) Like, Gigi, you couldn't take anyone in a fight. Come on. Well, I mean, he only took one punch. I know. Oh, yeah. She probably could take him in a fight. Yeah. She probably could. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um, Diego, where do you stand on this? Yeah, I think I'd take uh, Dell's side. I mean, I think he's just a klutz, right? But... Um, I mean, yes, he's intolerable at, at points, but I think um, the one that really needed to take like tone down a little bit was Steve Martin and Neil mm. because he, I mean, he was just kind of had his expectation of how he wanted the trip to go and nothing was happening. Whereas 
Dell was more of the optimist, and he's, you know what? We'll just take it in stride, you know? So I like that. Mm, yeah. Dell's a more redeemable character, maybe. And yeah. Neil has a lot to work on. He's got some rough edges. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I agree. I, I like the way you broke it down, too, Connor, of like, well, it depends on when. In the beginning, mm-hmm. yeah, you're super on Neil's side, oh, but right. towards just the end, work. you kind of come around. Like, come on, who takes their shoes off in the airplane? <laughs> and their socks, man. And their socks. Okay, socks. Right. that's where I Actually, draw the line. Psychopath. I do take off too. my shoes. I do take off my shoes and on the plane sometimes, but never my socks, guys. That's why you wear Crocs, and then you just take your shoes off, and you're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I yeah. I was a big take my shoes off in the theater guy. But what? Gross! That's Get out! No, never mind. I can't relax when I have my I'm shoes done. on. I'm I out. Relax. <laughs> I'm like Dell, yeah, but uh, but then I. I discovered the sock shoe, which is basically mm. a shoe that's as comfortable as a sock, and I never have to take off my shoes ever I again. thought you were going to say you got a weird foot rash from the movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I don't take my socks off. It's probably just a shoe. stepping on used popcorn or something. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, you're just wasting some used popcorn right there. You know, one of those hard kernels stabbed him in the foot one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's never been the same. Man, I'm just outing myself on all my disgusting movie theater yeah, habits, man. man. Um, all right, well, I do have uh, another question. But before we get into more discussion, I need to add a little disclaimer, I feel like, to this episode. I feel like because of the crass nature of this movie, we're going to be talking about some crude and crass topics that may Boss. not be suitable for children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. Like, so so just, many ball jokes, guys. I, I mean, we... We're guys, Disclaimer. and we're in our 20s. We're immature. We'll be honest. We're going to be talking about balls, okay? <laughs> balls. So just fair warning to prepare your ears for that, because that's what this episode is going to be. So you've been warned. You've been warned. <laughs> but on that note, you know, with this movie, it's so funny. A lot of ball humor, you know? So much. So my question is, what is, what is the best laugh of the film? What is, what is like your favorite moment or favorite joke um, that, the, that you just love? I mean, I'll go right off the bat. I got to say, it's the quote that, um, that I teased this episode with during the Inception episode. That's what I was going to say, too. It's the, and I think, I'm going to try to get it right this time, but uh, Neil's like, what, 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 what problems do I have? He's like, well... You play with your balls too much. <laughs> and he's, he's like, I do not play with my balls too much. And the, the quote that I love <laughs> really you kicks it off is he's like, You know what would make me happy? Uh, another, a, an extra set of balls and. No, like, no I'm not going to get a it. A right. set of balls and an extra set of fingers? No, it's like, uh, yeah, a couple balls and an extra set, set of, of fingers. fingers? <laughs> I think that's what it is. But yeah. that one kills me every time. And I think the reason is because it's it's always new. I never know what he's going to say. I can never remember. Yeah. So when he finally <laughs> says it, I'm like, yes, that's it. That's hilarious. You do yeah. more ball handling than Larry Bird. Larry yeah, Bird. Larry Bird does more ball handling than you do. Yeah. Uh, there's so many, yeah. There's yeah. so many good quotes, and like you said, Caleb, like every time you watch it, so I've only seen it once, but I did read that John Hughes intended it that way, that he included everything from the screenplay. So there's mm. just a lot coming at you. So on times that you rewatch it, you'll pick up on new stuff. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I know there is so much. They talk so fast, too. I have to say, my favorite, favorite quote is the same one. 
Really? And but for the I guess maybe a different reason is because it's just so wild. Just comes out of nowhere. I mean, like <laughs> like Neil is just like, oh, like what's one wrong thing I'm doing? And you can tell like John Candy's just totally making this up. He's like thinking, he's like, I'm well, um, mm, um, oh, you play with your balls too much. <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> and what's funny is if you rewind in like an hour in the hotel scene, all of a sudden, well, you know, Steve Martin's like trying to fall asleep <laughs> oh, in his yeah. beer soaked bed, and you hear a mysterious scratching noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Mysterious <laughs> scratching noise, guy. It wasn't, it wasn't Neil, it wasn't Steve Martin. Oh. That's a great It point, was John man. Candy. That's the pot Ooh. calling the kettle black right there, yeah. man. Wow. I never Evidence. picked up on that. Yeah. Man, I think uh, mine wasn't necessarily a quote, but it was more of the scene, just the whole car scene, when after when Del, <laughs> Del rents the car and they, they wreck the car and... I don't know if you guys uh, saw, like, there was a first split second when they were going passing between the two semis. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, turn into a skeleton. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Del turns into the devil. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, And it's just like, after that, you know, their car burns down, and it's just like, <laughs> drives to get pulled over. Just that whole sequence. It's just so funny. It's oh, that like, is good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was just talking about that with my friend here, that since our meter was burned, <laughs> our, our speedometer is all charred. It's kind of hard to tell what speed we're going. But, but the radio works. But the, yeah. I mean, Diego, I think you win, man. That's the funniest scene for that sure. That is yeah. so good. John Hughes likes to do that. He likes to like turn people into skeletons for humor. Like he does that in Home oh, Alone. Oh yeah, he does that in Home yeah, Alone too. That's right. Marv is like operating the electricity thing, and he turns into a skeleton. Does he really? Yeah, that's some good humor. That, yeah, when he gets shocked. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's, so I would say my the scene that I, I chuckled the most at was when they're, they're sitting on the plane. And I can remember what's happening. I think maybe when they're like about to take off or maybe when they announce that, you know, the flight's canceled or whatever. And John Candy has like this very innocent look on his face. And the, the camera pans to what he's reading. And it's the Canadian Mounted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's yeah. Right. It's like just random humor like that. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. No, <laughs> the better humor from that scene is when Neil is trying to remember who Dell is and they superimpose a taxi door over his face. Uh, He's like, see, I missed oh. that. I missed that scene. I need really? to, I need to rewatch hilarious. this because there's a lot of scenes that I feel like I missed. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, like his face is all like, like, boom, like surprise, and yeah. there's a taxi, and we're like, what the heck? Like, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> yeah, but the background is still the airport. It's still the airport. Yeah. Like, it just so it's like Neil is imagining what his face was in the taxi. Like, it's it's While not a flashback. In the airport. It's a superimposition. Man, talk about in- Inception, man. <laughs> That is a oh, scene man. within a scene right no, there, No, that's not what Inception that is. Inception, is. man. I give up. We went over I that. I give up. <laughs> I still don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. Another, like, really, I don't know why I think this is so funny, but when they're in the back of the truck and it's cold and Neil goes to reach for the gloves and the dog pops out and they're, like, getting mad at the dog, I think it's <laughs> so hilarious when Dell like, screams at the dog. He's like, Give him the gloves! Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, just screaming at that dog. I don't know. that. Oh. I put that on like top three funniest scenes. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know why. I love that That's scene. so weird. It's so random. Yeah. Oh. Any other 
random thoughts before we get into the scores? I have a few random thoughts. So I, I just looked up some general facts about the movie, but it's interesting that this, so Steve Martin, both Steve Martin and John Candy, this is their favorite film of their own. Really? That they've done. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Super interesting. That's good. Ooh, that's got to, that's got to play into the scores a little yeah. bit. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then also John Hughes. So he, I didn't know this, but he passed away back in 2009. Oh, which um, thinks he's made some great. That's movies. why we haven't had a good rom com in a while. Yeah, yeah. That's why Honestly, the rom coms died in the two thousand. Like man. I, so I like this movie. I, I have the weirdest reason why I've never seen it before. Because when we watched it this uh, last what Friday, um, that was my first time watching it. And the reason why I've never seen it before is because I, for some reason, I thought that um, <laughs> who's that guy? Kelsey Grammer. Was in it. Oh, like uh, Kelsey Grammer? Uh, Frazier. Frazier, yes. Really? You thought he was in it? I thought and he was. And you in did it. not want to watch it because of that? Yeah, and I was like, oh, this sounds like oh. a boring movie or so something. So, wait a minute. <laughs> so, you have some actors that you hate for no reason, too, Andy? Well, it's I'm not, not the only I, one. I would say I hate Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> but like him, like his Frazier. Okay, so this is, let me build up the source of this. Okay, confusion. Um, there's this uh, old sitcom that I used to watch. It's an old 90s sitcom called Wings. And oh, yeah. there is one episode called Planes, Trains, and Visiting Cranes. Okay, that was the name of the episode. Huh. Was it a mashup of Wings and Frasier? Yes. Like so a, it, it was like Frasier, like, uh, yeah, what do you call it? Like Because like, his name was like Crane, Frasier Crane or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and so oh. he was in that episode. And for, I always connected the two of like, Okay, uh, Kelsey Grammer, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And I was like, oh, that's probably where it comes from. I know there's a movie called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, so he must be the one that's in it or something like that. So I, I, oh, I had wow. that connection in my mind for a long time. And then it wasn't until I met you, Caleb, and you're like obsessed with this movie during <laughs> Thanksgiving. You're like, this is the best Thanksgiving movie. I'm like, I've never seen it. Like, I didn't oh, even yeah. know it was a Thanksgiving movie. And so I'm glad that I'm like, oh, it's Steve Martin, John Candy. And John Hughes, like Ooh. I love all of John Hughes. The trifecta. Movies. Like, <laughs> I, I grew up watching so many of his movies, like the National Lampoon Vacation movies. I love um, some of like John Candy's best movies, like The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck, yeah. Like, mm. oh man, like I didn't know that John Hughes did those either until I was. He did all those. This. Yeah, Wait, he did the National he Lampoon. Did, he did Home Alone too. Yeah, he did, and then there's Home Alone, obviously. Yeah, I mean um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my so favorite. Like, oh, winners. This, yeah, this movie, I'm just like, okay, like, I need to watch this movie now because of that. Dang, I have actually never seen this movie before either until last Friday. Ever heard Whenever of it was, or wanted Tuesday. to watch it? Or? No, yeah, I mean, I've heard of it, and I've like, I've had people tell me like, oh, it's the best, best Thanksgiving movie of all time, and I'm in my head, I'm always like, still only two of them. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not saying not, like, not hard to be the I best Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, like the only Thanksgiving Day like themed shows I can think of are now this one, but before that it was like what Charlie Brown. Yeah, Charlie Brown. That's it. And there's another obscure movie that's actually pretty good, contender for the best uh, best Thanksgiving movie oh, of all really? time. What? So th- sorry guys, there's three Thanksgiving movies. Ooh. Okay, what is it? It's called Freebirds. <laughs> Oh, Freebird. no, <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's terrible. No, it's good oh, with it's Owen Wilson. Good. Is it? Owen I Wilson? think he's the voice of the bird. Yeah, do they go back in time in that movie? Yeah, they go back in time to like the first Thanksgiving, man. The pilgrims. No. And, oh, that's I hate like, that movie. They're being hunted, and man. I mean, it's like it's like Woody Harrelson or someone, like super, like 
weird is in that movie, but yeah. so good. It's I so think good. John Hughes, I, he did another Thanksgiving movie like the the year after this uh, Planes PTA came out. Mm-hmm. And that one like bombed or something like that. So there is a fourth out there. Ooh. We don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't yeah, talk about, we don't that, talk that, about that. Oh, you're right. It is. It's Owen Wilson and Woody Harrelson. Boom. Are the two main people in uh, Free Birds. That's it, guys. That's it. Best, no, best things to Don't watch time. it, people. Save yourself. So good. No, <laughs> it is. I, I've never finished it. I fall asleep every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Must be great. Great movie, guys. <laughs> great. All right. Well, are we ready to get into our scores then? I think I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. So, Shall we have a... Hold on. Should yeah, we take a word? Yeah, yeah, you always forget. Man. I always want to steamroll over the sponsors. I know. Yeah, it must be because it must be because we don't. The actually sponsors get paid are what keep us alive. It's <laughs> <laughs> what fun this is. We are All right, our... now. A word from us. Our sponsors. <laughs> our sponsors. Are you in debt and being taken advantage of? We can help you get your money back. Join us, the Dell Griffith Shower Ring Scheme Team. You have the ability to make up to $69 an hour by selling our world-renowned shower curtain rings. Sell a product that you believe in. These bad boys are individually handcrafted out of an ivory helium-infused alloy, originally designed for the Grand Wizard of China. For a low monthly membership fee of six bucks in your left nut, you too can be Adele Griffith. Hey everyone, welcome back. So we are getting into the ratings now, and I will be kicking it off with entertainment. So in entertainment, we are looking for um, things like, is this movie generally enjoyable to watch? And what made it that way? Do the effects still hold up? Is it dated? The rewatchability of it? Um, is it timeless? And things like the style and technique of the film. So for this movie, planes, trains, and automobiles plus boats. Plus boats. I, boats. Plus boats. Yeah. Boats, boats, boats. So I gave, I gave hey. this a solid score of 79. 79? 79. 79. Yeah, not, not quite what is the 80s, like awesome. Yeah, great. 80s is awesome, 90s is amazing. Okay, amazing. yeah, so I said this is uh, great. awesome. Great? Yeah, I say it's great. Yeah, borderline, borderline awesome. awesome. Borderline mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and uh, so this is, I talked a little bit about it earlier, but the, the small details that John Hughes included when, in the movie with yeah. like just the, the giant screenplay. I don't know if I, I didn't mention this earlier, but apparently there's like a three-hour cut of this film locked oh, wow. away in a vault. Oh, my. Yeah. And we got to jo- break in, guys. But John Hughes <laughs> said, heist. like, release the never, Hughes cut. Like, it'll, it, John Hughes basically said it's, it's like some of our podcast episodes where there's so much it'd be impossible to edit. <laughs> <laughs> um and so, and uh, I think it's, I think you mentioned it probably is deteriorated by now, which is very sad, but oh, um, yeah. yeah, like going on rewatchability. So I've, I've only seen this movie once, but I really, I, I just can't wait to watch it again so I can Dude. start picking up 
on those other little things that, you know, we've talked about and other things that I've missed. Like, I'm sure there's little details that, you know, as many times as, like, Hill, you've seen it. Like, you probably haven't caught everything yet. I know. I can't wait for next Thanksgiving, man. I know, right? right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you watch it all Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one of the other things that I really like about this movie is the accurate depiction of holiday travel. Because mm. I relate so much with Steve Martin's character that, like, I don't know. I You just hate. You, you just want to get to your destination, right? And so every instance of the journey, right, you're just like, God, you know, I just need to get a cab already. And, like, there's just a line to get the cabs, right? Yeah. Um, and, then, I mean, leading up to that, he's like, I got to leave work right now. My boss is taking forever. Um, and so every instance throughout his journey, like, it, I think it accurately describes what it's like traveling on holidays, where it's just long lines, people being complete jerks. Um, people talking to you when you're like not in really a, a good emotional headspace to to be pleasant, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, yeah, I think it's it's pretty fun. And I think that's what kind of makes it entertaining, um, especially watching around Thanksgiving. Even though like he's trying to get home for Thanksgiving, but it's like that holiday season of just trying to you're just traveling, seeing family, or whatever. Um, and then ultimately, I think I'll probably say this later on, but like. The, the build-up, right? John Hughes is really good at just, like, the build-up of this movie mm-hmm. um, and until, like, the final scene when, you know, you have the big reveal and then, you know, and it kind of goes into parallels of what Thanksgiving is all about, right? It's all build-up until you actually get there and it's, you know, what matters most is spending Thanksgiving with friends and family. Yep. Wow. Um, so, Beautifully yeah. said. Um, I think I had... Yeah, I think that's all I really said for entertainment, so 79. 79, okay. Solid. What do you think, Connor? All right. This one is a... <laughs> 81. 81. Oh, so it is awesome. This Okay, from an entertainment standpoint, this movie like blew me away. Mm-hmm. I was like seriously dreading watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I was... I was so not excited for this movie when we said we were going to review it. I was like, "Oh, cool, yeah. okay." Is this even and worthy and of it's, it's not because Kelsey movie? Grammer was in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I was like, you know, I'm like, "Oh, great!" It's like an old '80s comedy, like that I never watched growing up, so I'm not really going to enjoy it very much. And it's one of those things. But then, like, going in and actually watching it and. Like, right off the, the get-go, it was just so funny. Like, the whole scene, like, all of a sudden, Kevin Bacon shows up, and you're like, what the heck? Why is Kevin Bacon in here? I don't know, but he's here, and it's great, all right? <laughs> um, and so many ball jokes just got me, just got you're me like, to my core. It gets core. five points for every ball joke. For every ball <laughs> joke. That's like 60 of the points right there. <laughs> Oh, uh, but it was just, I just truly felt like it was genuinely funny. Like, I get it why people are so obsessed with this movie, why people love this movie so much. Um, also, one thing that I really liked about the whole entertainment thing is um, another aspect that I guess that boosted my score is number one, I hate other movies like this. I hate other oh, movies like this. The disaster this. movie? The disaster movie. Yeah. So, or like, the, RV. Like oh. Uh, I think it was the one with like Tim Allen and Danny DeVito. It's like I think is it Tim Allen? 
Or no, it's Matthew Broderick. I think it's like Jingle All the Way or something. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? Then I am the singing way. the wrong one. That, okay. The one with Turbo Man? No, no. Okay, that's, okay, that's uh, Jingle Well, let's just... RV is a perfect example. Turbo Man? What's Are you talking about like a... Yeah. That's another, it's a holiday movie. Connor, we gotta, we gotta yeah, teach we, you. We gotta, I don't know holiday movies, man. We gotta know, watch another movie night. All right, name, a, name a disaster movie where everything goes wrong. RV, due date. RV, terrible. Due date. I, I do like due date. See, this is this movie. I due think date, is very due similar date. to it's due disgusting. date. <laughs> it's it's just a darker version of this movie, though. It to, you're right. It, it is. Totally it really is. is. Due date is a knockoff of trains, planes, and automobiles. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Um. But yeah, RV is like the perfect disaster movie. So Everything goes wrong. I hate RV with a passion. I'm with you. I <laughs> hey, hate that we movie. We finally so agree on something. Oh, we wow. both hate RV. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, another what's it, that's the other one with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell where they're stepdads. Stepdad? Is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not <I'll> stepbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> No, not stepbrother. I was so firm in that. Yeah, the co- it's called stepdad. <laughs> yeah, ste- stepdads. Duh. Um, is it when they're buddy cop, like cop Wait, buddies? No, no, no. I love we, that movie. We get uh, it. We get it. All right, the disaster all right, fine. movie. I hate them. <laughs> I hate all the disaster movies in the entire world. <laughs> you know what? This one actually does the disaster movie differently because I feel like they air all of their grievances in the beginning. It's not like they just like stew on it all the time, like the whole time. No, Steve Martin lets lets John Candy know so early in this film that he hates him. <laughs> in the hotel <laughs> yeah. scene, like thirty minutes into the movie, Steve Martin is like, "I could go th- sit through insurance <laughs> oh, seminars. Yeah. I can sit through anything because I've spent more than an hour with you." Like, yeah, it's, he lets him have it. So right in the beginning of the movie, and then he hashes that all out, and you're like. I literally like I thought this in the movie. I was like, "What are they gonna do now? They like are they gonna spend the whole movie just hating each other?" But we already know Steve Martin get this whole rant. What else is he gonna say? Yeah. No, now Steve Martin just hates the world, not John <laughs> Candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's growth. <laughs> That's growth. <laughs> he just True. he just hates all of its circumstances, and eventually comes around to enjoying John Candy's presence. And I felt like they did it very differently and that than other disaster movies and I really enjoyed it. Mm. You know? That's a good point. And I was I put that on here too that it's a disaster movie and I typically don't like them either. Yeah. But for me, I didn't have the same reason as you. I think it's because I've watched it so many times. Mm. I feel like a disaster movie, the first time you watch it, you're like, "Oh, you like cringe the whole time." The second yeah. time you're sort of a little bit more used to it. But if you watch it like every year, it only gets better because really? now all the disaster aspects of it, when everything goes wrong, doesn't bother you as much because you saw it coming. But the humor of it, it hits you even harder. Mm. So it's a movie that definitely gets better the more you watch it. I'm. What do you guys? So I've. What is a disaster movie? Because when I think of disaster movie, I think of like natural disasters See, happening. I think we're using disaster movie wrong. It's because it's not a disaster movie. It's like a, like a train wreck I, movie. It, oh, <laughs> it, a train, plane, and automobile wreck movie. I, so I, I, I wrote it, down it's a Murphy's Law movie. Ooh, ev- or like everything very, wrong that could yeah, go wrong. Yeah, that's pretty much wrong. I called it a, a travel disaster movie. Okay. Because oh, all these so movies specific. are like things like them, like. Traveling from one thing to the next, for the most part. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah, it does kind of pull them together, huh? 
All right. What did you give your score? Yeah, eighty-one. Okay, eighty-one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just all right. De- deck the halls. Deck the halls with Maggie Bro. Oh Matthew yes. And yes. Danny DeVito hate that movie. Oh, also on that uh, Christmas with the Cranks. That's what I think. That's what yeah, you're thinking. Yeah, that's of. another. That's, that's, that's like Tim Allen, right? Yeah. Hate I like that. that movie. I don't think that's a disaster. I, uh, sure it is. Everything goes wrong. Murphy's no, not he really. Gets, he loses. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law movie. Because another disaster movie that is semi-tolerable is Christmas Vacation. Yes. I have to watch that with the right people or else I will not. Really? I do not enjoy it. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, that's that a good movie. example, though. That's another disaster movie. Yeah. I guess um, Vacation. Murphy's Law movie. Vacation. <laughs> Lampoon's Vacation. I'm sticking yeah. with disaster. <laughs> I like, like that. <laughs> yeah, things just keep going wrong. Huh. All right. Well. So 81 out of 100. That's All right, it. Diego, you're up. What, uh, what is your take? All right, so, you know, Caleb, when you invited me to come review this movie with you guys, I knew what I was coming in for, but <laughs> I am a simple man. Like, after Connor and Andy, <laughs> like, like, part, I felt like <laughs> you guys really dug into the meat and potatoes of this. But you know what? Potatoes. Butt cheek sandwich, ball jokes, <laughs> and girl, girl mark butt cheeks. That's, that's what did it for wait, me. Wait, know? what? Girl mark butt cheeks? Grill, grill mark. Oh, He's girl mark. Yeah, yeah. After, after they... like a big <laughs> Yeah, turn, me, turn over. me over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just this is one of those movies where, like, you start watching it, and uh, in the beginning, you're like, Yeah, you know what? I get it. It's like, this is something's wrong and it's gonna happen, and blah, 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 blah. But, like, the more you do it, it's like, it's one of those jokes, like, the more. The more the same type of joke is told, the funnier it gets <laughs> yeah. for some reason. So, you know what? <laughs> for that, I mean, but it's not the best. So, I, I gave it a, a solid 87 for this one. Wow. Nice. So it's it a really good movie, wow. in my opinion. Just right. uh, it made me laugh at a lot of the jokes, and I think that's what makes it count. You know, I sat through the whole thing. I don't have to, you know, I didn't, it didn't bore me or anything. Just, yeah, it was just a good movie. <laughs> wow. Highest score so far, 87. 87. High score until now, baby, because I'm going to give this movie a 90. Oh, I think as far as entertainment goes, this is amazingly entertaining. This deserves a 90 for sure, uh, in my opinion. And I I mean, the biggest reason is because the hilarity just it is so funny. It just nails the humor. Every single joke lands and they're so great. Like. I laugh so hard at this movie that I like lose my voice. Like yeah. it just, and it gets it every year too. It's still funny every single year, which I think is pretty amazing. Um, so I think that's a pretty like big feat to accomplish. So I think it deserves yeah. ninety for entertainment. That's something we kind of like forgot about talking about is rewatchability. Yeah, well, like Andy mentioned it on this podcast yeah. too. Yeah, it's rewatchability is super high. Yes. I stand by that. And you guys haven't even seen it twice, but you're like, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, I know. I really want to watch it. Right right seen it. Yeah. Should we turn it on right now? Let's watch it. Yeah, pause this. Hold on. We'll be right back. It's not yeah. Thanksgiving yet. We still have time. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of the humor, I think uh, a concept, a humor concept that it nails is the double act with the straight man and the funny man. You've got Steve Martin who's the straight man and just everything is happening to him. And he's kind of keeping uh, an even composure. Like he's a little uptight throughout the film. He definitely breaks. I I think the moment he reaches a breaking point when he 
realizes his rental car isn't there. Oh, oh, And really? they play that, wah, 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 you messed with the wrong guy song. Yo, <laughs> I forgot about that. Terrible music, yeah. Oh, oh, that no. was, I love that. I love it. I know. so good. Awful. <laughs> you messing with the wrong guy. Uh, I, I love how they play that song at the end of the credits, and they're like splicing in all these different quotes from Neil and Dell. It's like, I don't know. I think that's hilarious. And that's oh, has that ever been done before? I feel like that's the only time I've seen that. I'm sure it's been done, but and still has not been done well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think just the straight man, funny man duo that they have going on makes this humor better. Like, yeah, it it's a really uh, good chemistry they have going on. And I mean, John Candy, you can't go wrong with John Candy. It's true. Um, and I love Steve Martin, but if, if you're talking about humor alone, John Candy takes the cake. Um, like we talked about our funniest scenes, but I mean, another example is like the first night in the hotel, you know, that is just like that. I think that solidifies the movie as like, this is what this movie is. It's really funny. See, that that <laughs> that scene actually brought the score down for me. Really? Because that is the epitome of the disaster movie. Is that whole scene just like You thought it was too cliche? It was just so disaster. It's so uh John Murphy's Law Murphy's <laughs> Law movie. Like everything's wrong. He you know, everything goes wrong. And then from there it's all uphill. Like the rest of the movie is things really? go wrong, but it's not like Everything goes wrong. Certain things start to come out and like work for them. They get a rental car. The rental car blows up. They go the wrong way. Someone's trying to help them. <laughs> but, Every step of the way. But they don't die. <laughs> but something that hotel scene uh, like showed me was that this movie has good pacing. Yeah. Like they mm. aren't in a rush to get to the jokes. Like there's a lot of times when the camera's rolling and what the character is doing right then and there is not funny, but something is coming mm-hmm. that's funny. And it's funnier because we were watching them doing some mundane, mundane task, like, oh, he's laying down in the bed. He's adjusting, he's getting comfortable. Turns on the vibrating bed. No, <laughs> no, no. It's like when they're going to sleep, I think. And it's like, it just shows them like going to sleep and there's like nothing happening. And then all of a sudden, like, he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's like, like starting to clear his sinuses. Yeah. And it's like it's funnier because of the like the dead time, this like you know the dead space that it, it filled. So I think, yeah, the reason it gets so much is just because of the humor. So funny. All right, you guys. Now it goes on to the meat, my favorite part, <laughs> the education where we can move on from ball jokes and hand butt sandwiches and. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Come on, come on, yeah. Um, so this next section is education. So <clears throat> this really, what that really means is what we're looking for is a moral of the story. Does the story have value, worth? Does it teach you something? Does it show something? Do we want to emulate these characters? Um, so for me, education score right off the bat, 70 out of 100. Ooh, that's wow. actually higher than I yeah. thought. You know why? Because, I mean, it's the Thanksgiving movie. All right, so what we are, what they're showing here is they're showing family. You have Steve Martin as plain and cold and terrible person as he is <laughs> in the very beginning. You see him grow and turn into the family man that we want him to be. You know what I mean? Like they talk about in the very beginning how he's never there for his family. And, you know, John, John Candy says uh, a very like 
actually like insightful line. Mm. Like your work, love your wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And I feel like that's actually like blew my mind. It's like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. No, Didn't just, Gigi like slap you at I'm that point? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Love, 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 love the wife. Love my wife. But, um, so, I mean, there's that. And then there's also the friendship aspect of it where you see these guys go through the whole movie hating each other. And at the very end, you know, when they're sharing the, the cabin together, you see them come together as friends, drinking shooters and, you know, and... and and he, you know, he eventually invites the, you know, he, he sees his friend out there. Little does he know it's his friend. Sit out there in the cold, invites him in, and they grow and truly get to understand each other. Um, and ultimately, I think, like, the main point, main moral of this story, of this movie, is, this is what I wrote down in my jumbled, jumbled thoughts, is, like, under understanding each other's life stories and mm. how they make us who we are. Oh, there he goes again, so, man. <laughs> oh, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, man. I said, understanding each other's life stories and how they make us who we are. Wow. Because, you know, you start off seeing Del Griffith as this really annoying person, and you go on and you start to understand, and at the very end of the movie, you start to understand a little bit more about him and how... He's a traveling man. His wife died several years ago, and he doesn't have a home. He mentions, like, there's little hints, like, oh, I haven't been home in nine years, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And um, and you start to understand him a little bit more and what makes him so quirky and why he's so talkative and once is, like, yearning for this this friendship with Steve Martin. Um, and I think that there's a lot to be to learn from that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. There you go, guys. All right, Diego. 70 out of 100. What did, what did you rate this education-wise and why? Okay, so um, I actually thought a little bit about this one. So I gave it a 65. Nice. And it, it wasn't uh, – I don't think there was an overall, like, moral that I got out of the movie. It was really funny and that kind of thing. But I think this movie advocates for blue-collar people, right? Because I feel like Dell, he's a total blue-collar worker, and – uh, Neil is the white collar type, so you have like the two dichot- the dichotomy between two work styles, where one is you know desk job, you know pencil pusher, whatever you want to call it, but um, and you see how Dell interacts with the different kinds of people in his life, and um, through his connections that he makes, selling his current rings, you know they're able to make it from place A to place B, mm-hmm. even if the people themselves aren't the most sociable types. You know you have the guy that. Gives them a ride in their uh, in the truck. I was yeah. just thinking about that. Like, yeah, like really bad looking guy. He rolls up and he's super nice. Like, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So it's like Dell took the time. You know, I feel like people like that take the time to, or they at least work with people like that. And maybe they don't look the best. Maybe they're always grungy looking because of the works that they have to live through. You know, mechanics and that kind of thing. But the generally, genuinely nice people. And so I think that's kind of what this movie shows. And so I think. That's why I gave it a 65 for education. Wow. Mm, nice. Wow. wow. Look at Diego picking up on some. Yeah, coming themes. on up. Yeah. I like that you got a different message from it. And I think my takeaway kind of goes along the same lines of both of yours. But if I had to narrow down the moral of the story, I would say the moral is like the, the virtue that it instills in you is compassion. 
uh, kind of like you were saying, Diego, like, oh, getting to know people and, like, not just judging people based off, of, like, your first interaction with them or, like, how they look, but, like, oh, taking time to get to know them. And, uh, I mean, you see, I think it's most exemplified in Neil's character arc that he's mm-hmm. kind of this cold, unfeeling, uptight businessman who just views Dell as an obstacle. And he really is in the beginning, <laughs> you know, but yeah. he starts to get to know him more as a person, as a human being. And I think that is something that is, like, super relevant uh, to humanity. Like, not even just our culture and our time, but just all time. Like, that's, that's a very core attribute that is valuable in humanity. It's just being able to have compassion on people that are different than you and wow. who um, maybe rub you the wrong way, being able to get along with people that maybe you don't like in the beginning. I think that's a very um, a strong character quality in a person. So I think that would be the, the main moral, and they show that through Neil's character arc. But I think it also it's also a little bit in um, Dell, just this working on character flaws and just growth. Yeah. They're like, oh, we grow in relationship. If you're in a vacuum, you're not going to know where your blind spots are. You're not going to know uh, like how you could be a better person, basically, unless you have someone else there to tell you, oh, yeah, you play with your balls too much. <laughs> <laughs> you play with your balls too much. <laughs> I told you. I told you we weren't done yet. Um, but, yeah, just how everyone has areas they need to grow in, you know, and Neil, that's, he's too uptight. He needs to, uh, you know, loosen up and have a little more grace towards people. And then Dell, yeah, he's a little inconsiderate. He can be a little annoying. And uh, it's probably a good thing for him to be called out on that because as lovable as he is, he does have some character flaws. And you know what? And he learns, too. I mean, he says to himself, he's like, whatever his wife's name is, looking at his picture, and he's like, you always did tell me something about I'm too something I'll push people away. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the quote is, but <laughs> he says something. <laughs> he says something that he learns from. No, he you're learn, right. Yeah, he learns how annoying he is. Yeah, I remember that that piece where he he's aware that he has some growth to do. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Um, and then I would also just echo what you said about there is an underlying theme of just valuing family. I mean, it wouldn't be a holiday movie if it wasn't about family. You know, it's, and the, the driving force behind this movie is he's trying to get home to see his family for Thanksgiving. So mm. that's like a, um, some subtext, su- subtle message in there. Um, but yeah, so for that reason, I think it's pretty strong. Um, I gave it a 77. So Ooh, it's a theme. Wow, I'm giving really the highest big. scores around the board. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving the lowest ones this time. That's kind of weird. All right, let's hear it. Um, so I gave this a 65. But mm. I, right I think I would you. echo exactly what everybody else has been saying. So the, the, I guess the common tropes that I've looked at this are like, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, which goes into Neil's character and like his shallow shallowness towards Dell. Um, you know, at first he's like, "Oh, this is the guy that stole my cab." Like, I just immediately hate this guy. And then throughout the movie, he as he spends more time with him, gets to know him, gets to know his story. You know, he's just like, oh, "I can't wait to get rid of this guy." Um, he just keeps causing me trouble. And then, to, you know, very end, you know, big reveal with. 
him finding out his story with his, his wife and how he's essentially alone for Thanksgiving that he finally, you know, his, the compassion comes out. Um, so, yeah, there's not much else to really be said about the movie. Like, I pulled out, like, a couple other ones. Like, um, you know, there's two sides of the same coin. And there's one scene in particular. Um, actually, we, could, we talked about earlier when we looked at the movie of, like, oh, whose side are you, are you on, Dell or Neil's? Um, I think that really comes out when he, um, when Neil confronts Dell about the taxi and he's like, I recognize you, you know? And then, um, Dell's like, oh yeah, you're the guy that tried to steal my cab, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Yeah. Cause like if, you know, Dell didn't know that originally that was Neil's cab, like he thought it was his in the beginning. Right. So there's, you know, you could look at that, the movie throughout that kind of lens, um, a couple different times. But I do think the strongest uh, message is that, um, you know, the, the kind of um, judgment that Neil has for Dell and then how, as he gets to know him, like, it kind of goes away. But other than that, um, I do really like that message about family. And I mentioned it earlier with, how this this movie like per, like parallels really well kind of that build up to Thanksgiving, and how everything leading up to it mm -hmm. is just kind of it really doesn't matter once you finally kind of get together family and friends and um, being able to celebrate. So, but yeah, sixty five for me. Right on. Well, nice. so far our average score for entertainment is eighty four point three, meaning entertainment wise we think it's awesome. Wow. And then our average score for education is 69.3. 69, .3. 69 wow. for education? <laughs> for education. <laughs> Meaning we think it's That's why. really good. It's as so Nacho Libre would say. It's good. It's good. Really good. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's no cookies. <laughs> All right, Diego, do you want to kick us off for our scores on influence? All right. So, so for influence, we're looking for how the film impacted culture or individuals or just society as a whole, right? So for this, um, I don't think that this movie necessarily impacted a lot. You know, I, I don't, I can't think of a movie that makes any references to this movie. The Frasier episode. The Frasier. Yeah. We have one That's thing. true. There's one thing. There's one thing. <laughs> but, you know, so outside of that, there's, there's really nothing that comes to mind necessarily, you know, and it's, uh, and also, this is not. This wasn't one of John Hughes' first movies, nor was it one of his best. You know, so it was just kind of like it was. It didn't make him. It didn't break him. You know, it was just. A, it, it wasn't like. Um, it didn't stand out necessarily in that kind of context either. And so, you know, for those reasons, I gave it a fifty-five. You know, whoa, that's pretty high for for fifty-five for. Uh, your, your your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're like, this movie is Simple, not influential man. at all. Zero percent influence, 55 score. <laughs> There's an ounce. There's an ounce of influence. Well, one of two Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> no, well, listen, I feel like in order to receive a negative, like, so below 50, right, is you guys have determined that below 50 is the negative range. Yeah, right? that's right. So in order for a movie to be negative in influence, I think it would have had to do something that's terrible, like Baby Shark. 
I think that has a negative influence on the world, the oh. song, you know, because you have all these kids oh, running around. That's interesting. You have an song. interesting take on that. So that's okay. why I, I, it's still good. It's that's not, good. It wasn't bad influence. So it was okay influence in yeah. the 50s. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to break my streak of highest scores here because I actually graded this a 40 for influence. Really? A 40? This is a our 40. first negative. Below 50? Is Below it? 50. No, we've had one before. No, we haven't. For influence? For nothing. I think so. For nothing. <laughs> okay, overall, we've never had a movie. No, we've never had a score. single score under 50. Wow. I'm curious. All right, well, yeah. I for sure listen, believe that. Here's go. why. Where's okay? Avatar? That's Nobody a, knows about this movie, all right? You, two of the four people in this room, had never heard of this movie, never knew it, never watched no, it. No, I've heard of it. Yeah, okay. I've definitely heard of it. Okay, you heard of it, but that's. If you've never seen it, though, that's not very influential, <laughs> okay? And, uh, I mean, I would say about half the people I interact with, maybe less, like, more than half the people have not seen this movie. Yeah. I think it's a very... How this make the cut? Because it is the it's quintessential the Thanksgiving movie! <laughs> so it should be... If it's the quintessential Thanksgiving movie, it should... Be at least. All right. Well, then I'm counting I, on you guys no, no. to bring my scores up. You know what? I got it. I got it. I Wait. know why this made the cut. Okay. Why? Because this is our first cult classic movie. Ooh, it is. This yes. is not. It is a cult classic. This is a cult classic. The people who it like this movie love this movie. Love this movie. <laughs> it's true. Everyone that I've talked about with this movie that, that has seen this movie loves it. Yes. Except for Gigi. But. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let me tell you. I. Love this movie, okay? <laughs> and that's why I gave it 40 and not like zero, okay? Because of the personal impact. And that counts and influences the personal influence. Yeah, and for me, it has influenced me enough to where... What? What? I watch it every year, okay? That is, that is how it has influenced me. You know how much I watch this every year? I watch this so much that when I was away for a year in Peru, I Skyped my now wife, Haven, like before, there was like cool uh, video sharing, like watch parties on Netflix. Like we queued up the movie on our separate laptops across time zones, and we're like, "All right, three, two, one, play!" And we both played the movie no way. while we're like on the phone or like skyping, so we could still watch the movie together. Oh, and so we wow. could time up the laughs and we could enjoy the movie I together. I don't think this movie is that good. It's that good, man. It's a tradition. Tradition! Okay? <laughs> so, I, I, maybe I should have... So, Diego, based on your reasons, you should have gave it less. And based on my reasons, I should have gave it more. But we're going to stick with it. 55, 40... You guys even each other okay, out. Okay. What so do you... I, yeah. I gave it... I'm curious. So, like, you, I gave it 75. Whoa! Yeah. What? So, okay, we keep set oh like seventy-five percent of that weight is because it is the quintessential Thanksgiving movie. Yes, like you, you're right. Like, it is. Even Rolling for Stone Bird. magazine called it the best Thanksgiving Day movie ever. Even really? though it's one of the only two. I know exactly. Evidence. Exactly. But like, I don't know. Like, when you look at influence, <laughs> if like. So now that I have watched the movie, I'm going to watch this movie every year now. Like, I would say I that's probably, pretty heavy probably influence. Too. Yeah. And just the rewatchability, like we mentioned before, you know, I want to watch it a million times so I can keep picking up on new things. Like, I think that's some pretty heavy influence. Yeah. I'd say that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. 
I would say I, w- I watched this movie with my kids, but there's a lot of swearing in this movie. So yeah, just, also, just in 60 seconds, you just have to skip one scene, and everything's so, good. Yeah, I well, I don't I didn't know where to put this, but um, okay, so I read this really interesting fact about the Kevin Bacon scene. Ooh, Ooh. I think so, I know what you're gonna say. Which, speaking oh. of Kevin Bacon, there's another actor I hate for no reason. Kevin oh, Bacon. Kevin Bacon. It yep. did not affect the scores though. He wasn't in. I that was gonna much. say. He was only in <laughs> like a scene. I always thought he was, was, was very. He was random, a bad guy. Yeah, he was in it yeah. for one scene. But I guess he probably wasn't that big of an actor back then. Or maybe he was. Like I don't know about Tremors. No, he was, Tremors came out. He was a pretty big actor back then. But he's then. just like one cameo. I was like, oh, there's Kevin Bacon. But so that scene, I guess, right after he steals the cab, um, there's you can like hear an argument. I think he has with Kevin Bacon has with his wife, which is a reference to the movie that. Um, John Hughes came out with after this one. Kevin and Kevin. She's Bacon having started, a baby. Yeah, she's having a baby. Oh, so no way. Yeah, th- that movie is about Kevin Bacon and like his wife. I've never seen it, but so wait, this movie has a canon universe. Yes, exactly like Star Wars. John Hughes has <laughs> like John Hughes has like a whole canon universe of characters. Like there's references, I think, between. Um, like oh, Dell on this, like characters in like the Breakfast Club, and you know and all of them. like I Ferris mean, Bueller's Day Off, like yeah, like wow. three three actors from Ferris Bueller's Day Off are also yeah. in this one. Yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah, and they're all from the same town apparently. I don't know. So like, yeah, I mean, there, there's like theories that like when you see him, he's dressed the same, he has the same hairstyle as his character, and she's having a baby. Really? Yeah. So like, <laughs> there's like theories out there that like. This is like a continuation, like somewhere oh. in the timeline. See, wow. But so then weird. there's also other that. theories that disprove that by saying she's literally watching, she's having a baby in the movie. Oh. Did you know? Wait, did you know that? So, wait, are you like talking his about wife's having his a babyception? No, his, his, <laughs> 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 no, like, sorry, uh, Steve Martin's wife. <laughs> That's not what it means, is Caleb. Watching. All right. <laughs> Can babies have babies? <laughs> Babyceptions? No, so Steve Steve Martin's wife, like Steve Martin's wife is watching. She's having a baby. Like while she's like laying in bed waiting for Steve Martin to come home. Like there's like a scene where she's watching a movie and, and it's, it's that movie. Really? Yeah. That's wild. It's super wild. So now we're going to watch that movie now. Yeah. Because of the influence this movie has. I know. Who's having a baby? Years, Who's right? she? What baby? Is it wow. a boy or a girl? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to find out next time on. She's having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, man, going back to um, what I was saying about how like I would watch this movie with my kids if it wasn't for the language, uh, I'm not the only one. Jedi Shocker, Sean Walker, on Instagram commented, he prefers to watch the TV version because they cut a lot of the unnecessary swearing. He doesn't yeah. mind the swearing in movies, but there's a reason for it. Uh, if there's a reason for it. But this was created in a time when movies started putting swearing in there just because. Just because they could. And normally it took it too far. But he still thinks it's the best Thanksgiving movie ever. Boom. Wow. Quintessential. Yeah. Boom. Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> High influence score. Where my free bird homies out, out there. Represent. <laughs> um, no, Okay. My influence score, I gave this a 58 out of 100. Ooh, right. so precise. Do you know why? Because it is the best Thanksgiving movie ever. <laughs> better right. than Free Birds? It is better than Free Birds. Oh! 
But just barely. It's only 58, guys. All right. That's because <laughs> they used time traveling in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally throws off the whole flow of the movie. It's the only man. thing I remember. <laughs> There's no canon universe in Freebirds. There's so. no. <laughs> you don't know that. You've never seen it. <laughs> oh, I've seen it. I have a right to hate this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I said it's the best Thanksgiving movie ever, but there's only four Thanksgiving movies ever. Yeah. So, right. literally, we're, we're, like... We're reviewing the best movies, not the best Thanksgiving Like, movies. that's it. But I did give it a 58 out of 100 because it is a cult classic. Because that's it. Like, literally, people that watch this movie love this movie. I am now one of those people. Hmm. All right? I You're love it. in! I love this movie. Yes! It's really good. I'm hooked, guys. I'm hooked. Man. Awesome. So... That means our influence score is right about where you're at. It's between you and Diego with 57 Ooh, influence. So wow. still okay influence. I stand by that. This is an okay yeah, level of influence yeah, mm-hmm. based okay. on people's personal influence. It's like yeah. pretty crazy. And speaking of personal influence, we have another comment I want to read um, from one of, the, one of the other members of the cult classic. He's, <laughs> he loves this movie, okay? He, yeah. he graded it 100 out of 100. What? Okay? what? Yes. Oh, that's... And that, oh. that is Nick P's underscore AZ photo. He nice. says, despite this being a Thanksgiving movie, I'm like a kid at Christmas when it comes time to watching this. I've been watching it for years and years. Even though I know everything that's going to happen in the movie, my eyes are glued to the TV and I shut out all distractions. I still laugh at the funny parts and smile at the more heartfelt parts. This movie just makes me feel really good. Would it be a bad thing if someone were to watch it more than once a year? Is can you watch this movie outside of Thanksgiving? No. Nope. What do you guys think? Nope. Nope. No. That's <laughs> nope. I agree. I love it around Thanksgiving, but I wouldn't watch it any other time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. It loses its magic. Sorry, Nick. If you watch this every month, it's like we, we're not with you. Can, can you <laughs> it's like can Too you watch far. Can you watch Die Hard outside of Christmas time? No. Can't. Right, we'll get to that next time. Next time. Oh, really? Yes. Is that our oh, next shoot. one? Yeah, Die Hard, baby. Yippee-ki-yay, mother ballers. <laughs> yippee good, good censorship yeah. there. He <laughs> <laughs> really made that PG. Uh, I was going to say, dude, that, that quote from uh, Nicholas Photos AZ69, uh-huh. something like that. Um, Nick P's. <laughs> Nick P's. <laughs> um, that quote... <laughs> That quote was like poetic. That comment was poetic, man. Yeah. He was like, "What did he say?" Well, this movie that first means a line. lot to him. He's, I think it's deep. He's he was like, no, uh, "What's the first line?" This the is that first line, line really hits me, man. He says, "He's like, I know it's a Thanksgiving I'm like a movie." Kid at, oh yeah, despite this being a Thanksgiving movie, I'm like a kid at Christmas. Oh, poetic, man. What is that? Oh yeah. The like, man, that was good job, man. <laughs> Thanks for commenting. On the post, Nick. We love hearing your insights. But for real, that was a great, great comment. Yeah, no. I'm, no, I'm like, it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm straight not. That was no, great. No, that was, yeah, 100% real. And for others of you out there who would like to get your comment read, it's super easy. Just comment on the Facebook or the Instagram post. Uh, and that includes you, whatever one listener is in Frankfurt, Germany. Shout Frankfurt, out. Germany! Yeah, Shout out Germany. to our Germany fan! We want to know who you are. Comment on the post. If you're my family, please let me know. Yeah. Connor has family in Frankfurt. Come on, Germany. I don't, Let's I, go. I don't talk to them, so I'm not sure if it's this guy. <laughs> Rekindle. Long lost brother. Rekindle. <laughs> I'm on Ancestry.com. 
Oh, man. All right. Are we ready to tally up the scores? Let's tally. The overall ready. score? Do you want to know what my overall score was? Let's hear it. Straight up, guys. The I, average. What's I, your average? Yeah. My average, I tallied this up. Accidental. It's 69. Are you kidding me? No, for real. No way. It's 69. 81 plus 70 plus 69. Nope. Nope. It's plus 58. Divided by... <laughs> divided by three. Math it's 69. equals... It's your dream come true, Connor. My dream come true. Wait a minute. What about... Diego, that was you too. Yeah. What are your scores? My scores... 87, 55, and 65. And those add up to, I don't know, but they divide into 69. <laughs> what? Hey, guys, you're not going to believe this, but my scores of 90, 77, and 40 tally up to 69. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this was not planned. I'm not that sick and demented to plan my scores <laughs> that way. That's just how they fell. I don't know. This, it, it knew this was going to be the crass Andy, episode. Andy, so we, come on. What are your scores, Andy? Andy? Average amount. Me. I think you guys are lying because mine added up to 73. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I had a really low score on that last one. So, mm. But anyway, our total score, guys, our complete average. Do you want to hear it? It is 70.2. Oh. Just... Barely made it into the greatness category. The real question is, it's did, great. It, did it beat Avatar? That's all I care about. It's super beat Avatar. Okay, good. Did Avatar really? was like 55. Good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We're good. And rightly so. So right. if you guys want to see where this movie falls on the lineup, check the Instagram because we have a running tally. You can see where this movie falls, but it just barely made it to the greatness. Nice. And, and our listeners, we averaged out their scores, and the average listener score, they actually had a better um, view of this. They said 74.6. Really? So I thought it was a little better, but still in the great category. So we've got a finger on the pulse of society. Yeah. We know. We know how to grade these movies based on the average Joes. Sweet. Well, that's it. We did it, guys. That's it, guys. All I, right. I'm All so right. happy that uh, it made it to the greatness. But based on my score, it did not. But That's one of you, I Andy, Andy, I thought so Andy brought us up that that my, average, point, my scores were average were like higher. But you guys scored higher than me in most of the categories, except for influence. So I think yeah, it was my you really score. you really boosted up, which is weird. I bet we you if you drop it same thing to say, by like, like five or six points, yeah, you could get like one <laughs> That's crazy. Three of us. That's man. so funny. Three. That's crazy. Wow. We're sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, guys. Well, what movie are we doing next? We're doing Die Hard, baby. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, oh. ho, ho. <laughs> uh, talk about the quintessential Christmas movie. No way, man. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. Don't you worry. All right. We'll be on next that. week on Chronicles of Critics. Thank you.